Christ's example, we have the preamble, the foundation, and the way of parenting. Mm -hmm. Hello, and welcome back to the Dad and Lad podcast, episode three, where we're going to be doing a part two on Christian parenting. My name is Jonathan. I'm with my dad, Lawson, and we serve with Scripture Union Canada. And this is a children and family ministry podcast. Recap, last episode in our Christian parenting part one, we were looking at the theology and the the principles behind what it means to be a Christian parent and recognizing that it really comes down to partnering with Christ and this recognition that our children belong to the Lord and we are to be stewards of our children and how we bring them up. And so that means we're relying on His grace and it's not so much a formula of what we uh, a big to-do list, but rather uh, an abiding relationship with Christ as we raise up our children. So now in this this part two, we want to really get practical. And so how do we do this practically? I'm going to open up that can of worms and pass it off to you, Dad. <laughs> Why are you thinking of it as a can of worms? It's um, a big subject. It's, I think just because there probably is so many voices in how do we do this practically. There's so many articles um, and talks about what it means to be a Christian. There parent. isn't there. And so many self-help books. And I think what we're going to bring certainly to this podcast is, is that what's most important isn't all these methods and techniques and styles mm-hmm. and, and strategies. Uh, it's, it's what, what does God want of us? Yeah. And, and how do we parent God's way? And what does that look like practically? Mm-hmm. So absolutely, I'm looking forward to chatting about this. Cool. Let's start in God's Word. The most famous scriptures that will be really guiding uh, scripture is Proverbs 22.6. So I want to unpack that for us. Proverbs 22.6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. What I discovered uh, some years ago was that that opening phrase, train up, uh, is well for one thing it's it's in, interpreted differently in a number of bibles but the hebrew word for that is chenak which is only used four times in the old testament and this is the fourth usage of it the three other usages are all to do with dedicating on two occasions the temple of god and on one occasion a house mm. so the actual word means dedicate So even as you throw out that verse of Scripture, I want to start by recognizing that the correct way to understand that is this. Dedicate your children in the way of the Lord, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. In other words, we are to commit them to Him and to His ways. Hmm. And as we do that, as as we help them, as we nurture their faith formation in the way of the Lord, they in turn learn how to uh, live for Him. That's super helpful. A reminder that we are to dedicate our children to the Lord, that ultimately 100% of the responsibility falls on God, but also 100% falls on us as well. It's an equal 100%, and it Mm -hmm. does add up in, in that math equation when it comes before the Lord. Now, I want to practically look at a few words that I think will be helpful in recognizing what it means to be a Christian parent. The first word is humility. Hmm. One of your articles, you said, 
Christian parenting is humbly submitting to God's expectations for our children. How are we to know what God's expectations for our children are and how are we to do that humbly? That's a great place to start because I think it points us in the direction of recognizing that good parenting is resisting the inclination to take the lead, to recognize that God Mm. needs to be leading out in this whole parenting adventure. I think it's recognizing as well that it's not about what we want for ourselves uh, and our children, but what God wants. Mm. Because isn't that what uniquely makes us Christian parents as opposed to just uh, the general populace parents? Uh, it's, it's saying he's in charge. And it's wanting to parent our children in line with his plans and purposes which is a a very uh, self-effacing place to be in as a parent. Uh, I I said also in one of my articles that you're a parent to trumpet God's majesty, not to toot your own horn. Hmm. And and I like that because because sometimes it becomes very much about us and what we're doing. Uh, And... And our children and our family at large and others need to recognize in our parenting that we are seeking uh, to put him first. Yeah, I I think to bring this out even more, often we we see God's word as maybe just uh, through one lens that that's that will help our children in their spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. And we kind of categorize and we put it in that way. Yet, it is God's word and allowing God's word to work on us, right, as it is a living word, and to humble us as we come daily before Mm -hmm. it as parents. It will will shift our views, and it actually has answers to every aspect of our child's development, from their physical, emotional, social, and intellectual development. It's not just concerned with the spiritual growth, or maybe better yet, in prioritizing their spiritual growth, we see how it has answers to all of those questions as mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. and how we can help them cope emotionally, um, how we can help them socially. Uh, it, it's often, I say that recognizing that we don't treat it like that. We say, okay, here's the Bible that will help our children in this one aspect of their life, but then we mm. need to go to all these other different resources. I'm not downplaying other helpful resources when it comes to things, but I really firmly believe if we were immersed in God's word and we are helping our children be immersed in God's word, you would find that all those other things would fall into place beautifully as well. I like that. I like the link that you're making to your opening keyword of humility, because we need to humble ourselves under God's word. I love Hebrews 4.12 that Mm. speaks about how God's word is living and active. It is the only word that is living and active. We can read all sorts of self-help books on parenting. We can read all sorts of books that Christian authors have written on parenting. But but the word that is alive and active and sharper than any two-edged sword to inform our parenting Mm -hmm. is God's word. So yes, I think that's, that's another key part of the humbling ourselves that we need to humble ourselves under god's word yeah i think the recognition is just recognizing the priority of it yes and one of the one of my favorite quotes by c.s lewis in regards to humility 
in, in a big picture sense is he says, humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking about yourself less. <laughs> Sometimes we think that, okay, to be humble means I need to put myself down. Um, yeah, to like self-degrade myself. But humility in the, in the best way is actually thinking about ourselves less. And what God's word does, it actually focuses our attention on Christ and removes ourselves from putting all the pressure mm-hmm. on us. Because in a way, when people are so critical of themselves with parenting, that actually is a form of pride because mm-hmm. they are overthinking about themselves. I agree. And God's word helps us to actually go beyond ourselves and fix our eyes on Christ. And so humility is at that core of how we are to live and how God's word shapes us in that. As you're saying all this, you're reminding me of Philippians chapter 2, that wonderful passage that speaks about how Christ humbled himself. And Mm -hmm. it says in the text there, if I remember correctly, he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of Mm -hmm. a servant. And, And I think in Christ's example, we have the preamble, the foundation and the way of parenting. Mm-hmm. The next uh, key word that I want to look at, and I guess I'll hyphenate it to make it one word, is proper perspective. It's really two words, but we need to have a proper perspective or perspective mm-hmm. um, when it comes to Christian parenting. Uh, can you speak into what is the proper perspective uh, in this pursuit of raising up our children, and wow. dedicating them to the Lord? Wow, that's another... That's another big subject, Johnny. Uh, just a few thoughts that immediately come to mind. Well, for one thing, we need to recognize that parenting is a process. It's not a series of events. I think we also need to identify that our children's identity in Christ isn't formed overnight. Yeah. Uh, that's really important because we sometimes get so taken up with the immediate and concerned with something that's happening in the now that we don't pause to reflect on the fact that God isn't finished with us yet as parents and he's not finished with our children yet. Mm. And so that's part of taking uh, that long view that, uh, that I think is so important. And to recognize that our parenting unfolds uh, slowly, we, we learning to parent as we go along, and it unfolds in, in, as a process. It unfolds over the course of weeks and months and years as we interact with our children. And even as I say weeks and months and years, one of the things I've been reflecting on recently as a grandfather is, is that my parenting role isn't over. Mm-hmm. It, it goes on until I go to be with Christ in eternity. Uh, I'm still parenting you. And so in that sense, the perspective needs to see parenting as a lifelong task. That's why I'm the lad in this. I'll still take the lad position. That's right. Now, the tension of a proper perspective is when things come up or we see our children go through challenges, the tension is it's all right and good that we want to see change happen immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, But we also need to be okay with waiting and actually the perseverance of prayerfully giving things to the Lord. Um, I can imagine many people who might be listening, your children might be going through a challenge. Maybe they're not following the Lord even right now, or maybe you're seeing them go down paths that you're really not 
mm-hmm. uh, you're not happy about and it doesn't line up with God's word. And the challenge as a parent to want to see that immediate effect, but also having the proper perspective of the consistency, prayerful dependence, and seeing the long game, so to speak. I, I like that word that you use in there, dependence, because... Part of an important perspective in Christian parenting is recognizing that we don't travel alone. In fact, it reminds me of, of a story. In fact, a story about mm-hmm. you. you. You probably remember this. You remember before we moved to where we live now, we lived in a city an hour north of here, and you were, grade, you were in grade 11, and you were not happy about moving at all. Not happy about having to go to a new high school, especially near the end of your high school years. Uh, and, and you and I had a whole number of chats over this, and, and you were really concerned. And you didn't have the perspective of, of what could come of this. And we had to move because I had to get closer to my new work with Scripture Union that I had had started with and so uh, so we were talking about what this looks like yeah. and how it unfolds and it was an issue of perspective if you like and and how did it turn out for you <laughs> <laughs> well yeah I wanted to stay in Aurelia for and and you know who knows what could have happened but I am very glad uh, my meeting my wife <laughs> in high school uh, and so my best because friends, you moved here, right? Because I moved to Uxbridge, yeah, yeah. show the show the fruit of how how valuable it was, um, and how that yeah how things yeah. So out. I think so. so I think part of what we need to recognize <laughs> here is parents need to take the long view and have that perspective, but they need to help their children too as well. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's great. Thanks so much for listening to the Dad and Lad podcast. As a recap, as we've been talking about Christian parenting and the practicalities of what that looks like, we've been honing down on two key words, humility and perspective. As we conclude the rest of this episode, we're going to be looking at weakness and grace and how we need to also rely in our shortcomings on God's power with our parenting. If you haven't already, check out scriptureunion.ca. You'll see our online bookstores full of amazing children and family resources that will be helpful for you in your child's faith formation. All right, Dad, let's, let's just shift gears a bit and let's talk about parenting in the way of grace and parenting in our weakness. Mm-hmm. Because we are weak, but he is strong. So how do we have a proper perspective on that and how do we remind ourselves of, of this wow you're asking such good questions today mm-hmm. um you know as i think about how we need to be for our children the touch of jesus hand and the melody of his voice and the smile on his face and the warmth of his embrace i recognize that we can't do that without his help we desperately desperately need him and And that desperation, that understanding of that need for him begins with a recognition of our inadequacies Mm -hmm. and deficiencies. In other words, the recognition that I am weak and he is strong, as as you as you are saying. I think it's I think it's also if if you feel like a parent where you're like, I don't know how I am doing and I and there's this recognition of man, like I really need the Lord's help. 
that's the best place to be. That really is yeah. the best place to be. When you Absolutely. feel like you've gotten to the place where you think, ah, I've got this parenting thing down. This is an easy, easy mm-hmm. breeze. That would, that would be the red flags, actually, For so sure. to speak. For sure. Um, yeah, we need to acknowledge and accept as true that we have no power to make our children believe in Jesus or live for him. Mm-hmm. And if, if we have no power to do that, we then have to press into the one who has the power. Yeah. And and that's indispensable in my view to good parenting. Yeah. Absolutely. I know we could we could talk more about that idea. Um what do you think prevents us from truly embracing our weakness? Is it a societal influence? Is it a church like church pressure influence, if that makes sense? It's is it Self-individual? I, I, I think it's a combination of many factors because, as we know, we are very complex as, as humans. Mm-hmm. But certainly in our culture, which, which elevates self-reliance, mm. uh, that's, that's a huge part of that. Uh, we, we have gone through educational systems that have trained us to believe that we can do it, that we have the resources within ourselves and and that is just so contrary to to mm. the whole biblical idea that we are nothing mm. without him absolutely now this is going in a bit of a different direction but i would think that other cultures that are a bit more collective mm. recognizing their weaknesses is a bit more of a strength of theirs because they rely on each other a lot more rather than in the western context where we are just so much more independent independent and comparative. Oh, look mm. at that family, how they're doing things. And um, whereas in the collective society, I think there's a recognition, oh, we actually are not only reliant, if they are Christians, on Christ, but also on each other, which mm. how the family of God should be. And then parenting becomes this, we all need to have our hands involved. And the, the classic saying, it, it does take a village to raise a child. They grasp that. Mm -hmm. in a greater way and i think in weakness it allows us to see parenting as an opportunity to bring others in yeah i I like what you're saying there because you expanding this idea of of parenting in our weakness to the recognition that first and foremost as we've already been saying yeah we we need we need jesus in order to to parent adequately but secondly you adding the fact that it's in the context of community and i love the fact that you've quoted that african Hmm. proverb about it takes a village to raise a child but it's in the context of community in the context of recognizing that we need one another Hmm. that our parenting is strengthened so absolutely i'm with you on that so we've looked at um being a christian parent practically involves this idea of humility and being in god's word it involves having a proper perspective and having prayerful dependence, taking the long view in mind. Mm. It involves seeing our parenting as identifying our weakness and relying on his grace mm-hmm. and involving community. And I think lastly, I just want to touch on as much as we are the parents, parenting is also a two-way street. We mm. also should have the humble recognition to circle back that we are to learn from our children as well. And our children are models of faith, just as Christ brought a child amongst his disciples and said, such 
as these but like belongs the kingdom of god in looking at a child's faith mm. they are a model of faith and that involves us as parents also learning from our children um and so just having your comments on that is that something we do well <laughs> is, that, is that is that or is that one of maybe the biggest challenges seeing as a two-way street i think most parents especially when our children are younger start off believing that uh, parenting is something that goes in one direction. Yeah. I like how you've spoken about uh, about it not being one-way traffic, about it being a two-way street. Uh, another way of saying that is it's, it's, it's a downward action. It's something that we load into mm. our children. But I've become very aware over certainly my years of parenting and even more so into my grandparenting years that God hasn't directed us to only bring our children up His way he uses our children to direct his way in us, mm. uh, and and that is that's a fantastic recognition. Yeah, the recognition that God works through our children as well within totally. this process, and that our children can be used by the Spirit of God in turn to direct our parenting. Yeah. Wow, when you start getting a hold of that and start opening your ears and eyes to what God is saying and doing through your children, that alone can revolutionize parenting. Totally. Well, um, my wife and I, uh, Megan, we, we were challenged and convicted with this exactly because we were feeling pretty good about ourselves. We have um, our daughter and we've been teaching her these different scriptures and memory verses and she had been memorizing them and she's, and she's just young and mm-hmm. we were so impressed. Like, hey, look, she, they're really understanding to have these memory verses down wrote. And one morning, early in the morning, I was playing with her and she started saying one of the memory verses to like a catchy song. And she said, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And she kept on repeating that. Right. And I was feeling like, oh, this is so great. But then things turned in a beautiful way because she looked at me and she said, Dad, does everyone call? And I honestly felt like she was speaking beyond herself and like the spirit was speaking through her. But maybe not. I actually maybe she even saying that there was a real sensitivity to the Holy Spirit in, mm. in this moment because she said, does everyone call? And I said, well, no, like not everyone believes in Jesus. And she says, oh, why? Hmm. And I said, yeah, sadly, not everyone, not everyone does. But then she pressed on a bit further. Right. She said, right. like who? Uh-huh. And I said, well, lots of people sadly don't believe in Jesus. And I thought that would be a good enough answer. But she said, like which people? Like who? <laughs> like she said again, like who? And I said, well. This is from a two-year-old. Yeah. Like I said, well, f- f- like our neighbors, for example. Like she was really pressing for an answer. Who doesn't call? So I said, well, some of our neighbors actually don't even call in the name of the Lord. And then she paused, and then she looked at me and says, okay, I'll teach them then. Wow. Just like not even skipping a beat. And I just was left there with like a tear in my eye, like absolutely floored that not only had she memorized scripture, but she'd recognized the implications of it. And I was in that moment learning from her of, yeah, this is our responsibility too. And, out, of, uh, out of the mouths of babes, <laughs> yeah. as the scripture says, hey? Yeah, it was so beautiful. And so hopefully I don't forget that too soon, that parenting really is a two-way street. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Dad and Lad podcast. We enjoy talking about children and family ministry. This episode has been looking at the practicalities of how to be a Christian parent. We're going to extend this conversation further. Next week, we're going to be looking at Christian families um, as a whole, and we'll be talking about that. So stay, stay tuned. God bless, and we'll see you next week.